Hi everybody and welcome to Witch Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we get cute and colorful with our urban planning in Town 66. Next up, it's fun with finance, bureaucracy, and public opinion with Rise. And lastly, we roll west in Rolled West. I'm your host, <laughs> Celeste Angeles, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hey, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, guys. And Mike Grenier. In a world... That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Do this. Our first game up this week is Town 66, designed by Christoph Kanzler and Anya Reed, published by Oink Games in 2022. Number of players, one to four, ages nine and up. Playtime, 15 minutes. All right, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. The cover of the box shows a string of houses of unique but strange and impractical shapes, forming an improbable neighborhood. Inside we have 36 house tiles, 4 tile stands, and 1 bago. And that's what's in the box. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we tell you if this game is the talk of the town, Evan, give us some blueprints. (laughs) Town 66, it's a tile placement game where the object is to be the first player to play all of your tiles and have the fewest remaining at the end of the game. There are 36 total tiles in the game with a color and a shape. No two tiles are alike. There are a total of six colors and six shapes for each color. So there you go, 36 tiles. Each player starts with four tiles. Place a tile if you can. Tiles get placed in the center and they will form a grid of six columns and six rows. You must place tiles orthogonally and they must connect. There's no skipping spaces. The placement rules are, you can't place the same color or same shape in any row or column. On your turn, you can decide to reduce your hand by one for the rest of your game, which you're eventually going to want to do. If you can legally place a tile, oh, if you can't legally place a tile, (laughs) your part in the game is over. And however many tiles are left in front of you is your score. The player with the lowest score will win. So, time to get your kicks at Town 66. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) we got to play this game live and... And mm-hmm. we got to teach this game at PAX Unplugged. Mm-hmm. <gasps> we did. That was fun. <laughs> that was a lot it was, of fun. It was a lot of fun to teach. So mm-hmm. much fun. Uh, is it more fun than the other game? We'll talk about that in a minute when we get there. Mm-hmm. But this game was nice and smooth to learn. And so just as easy to teach as it was to learn. However, right? Mm-hmm. First, let's talk about the feel and look of this game. Little tiny tiles. What did you guys think? What the I thought the little tiny tiles were kind of cool that uh, everything fits in a super small box. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's Oink small. games are known for their small, compact packages of games, but there's yeah. usually you know good. Don't let the size fool you. There's good games inside mm-hmm. those small packages. <laughs> yeah, I love to tell people about a game they can bring to them with like like on a trip to the hotel room or something like that. And this mm-hmm. is just great. Like you could fit six Oink games in your backpack and like have a Endless variety of playthroughs for the night. Or even a jacket pocket. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Stick it right in your jacket. Boom, I'm out. Yeah. On the train. It's the, the footprint, too, of the games on the inside is 
usually pretty small as well. Like this one here is what, like six inches by six inches when you're done, basically? Basically, That's yeah, it. because you're setting up a six by six grid. And mm-hmm. there's your little wooden rest. There's a little wooden rest like Scrabble has yeah. where uh-huh. you put your yep. tiles up. I think it's cool. Simple. It is. Nice. The whole Functional. thing is simple, but it's not that simple to play, is it? <laughs> no. It's deceptively complicated to win. It's yeah. easy to play, but pretty tricky to win. So uh, I was getting a little worried a few rounds in. What about you guys? Uh, you mean worried about like the like, complexity like, or, oh, if, or yeah, if you like, can play uh-oh, a piece? Yeah. There's a lot to keep track of here. <laughs> I think they did a good job of helping you to uh like keep track of the things with all the different like markings on there and stuff and you know you're you're just kind of playing a sudoku style thing right where you're trying to make sure nothing in the row or column is matched up in any way mm-hmm. so you know it, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's... more of a, a puzzle game that's for sure where um you, you got pieces and trying to put them in the town in a way that the town will approve of because, no, they don't want to have the same color or the same shape in a row mm-hmm. or a column. Yep. And there's, mm-hmm. there, it's kind of like an, um, you can't go too far ahead in your thinking because it's an evolving puzzle. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you only start off with the one first corner piece in the top left corner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> you have to go from there and you're not sure, like a piece might look horrible to use now. But if you toss it later on, maybe that's the only piece that would have fit into that space. So mm-hmm, right. it gets very tricky. Mm-hmm, it does. Things things can pop up unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the other hand, you can be stuck with a piece that you just feels like a backseat driver in your hand. Mm-hmm. You just can't get rid of it. Well, but fortunately, there is a mechanism in which I think it's, what, three? If you have three of the same color or same shape, you can go ahead and uh, throw Extreme. those back into yeah. the bag-o right. and, uh, and replace your hand. So yep. <laughs> at least you're not totally stuck. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, and I think if they give you a really hard choice in the game, where it's like, okay, I place the piece. Now mm-hmm. I get to decide whether I I call my hand side down, where I'm only gonna work with fewer pieces for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the only way to win, right? Have the fewest yeah. pieces. So, I, I I mean, I thought of this, and it's somebody a else thought of this act. too. Yeah, it really oh, yeah. is, because your your variety is gonna help get you out of a spot where you can't play a piece, but. If you're the first person to zero, only you'll only lose if the next, you know, if somebody else can also get all the way down to zero. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of tempting to just start tossing pieces right away and make people kind of follow your lead. <laughs> and when one of us started to started to reduce our hands, the pressure is automatically kicks in. It's Domino. like, oh my gosh, I better start uh, doing uh, that as yeah. well. Uh, can I effect. do that too? But I want these options. Uh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man! But yeah, you can't wait too long, or you'll you'll be the only one left trying to play three, four pieces in a row, and then yeah. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. The, yeah, it there is a tipping point where mm-hmm. the that four tiles becomes a detriment mm-hmm. for, rather than an advantage, and you yeah. kind of have to really pay a lot of attention and maybe do mm-hmm. a little bit of guessing as to when that is going to be. But mm-hmm. there's so much strategy if you're looking at that board. Or, you know, there's just so much to plan for. Even though you mm-hmm. say you can't plan too far ahead, mm-hmm. there's a lot to look, just to notice in the single turn you're on. There's a mm-hmm. lot to see. So yep. I, it, playing, I wonder if, <laughs> we played in person, right? And mm-hmm. and I wonder if something like Board Game Arena, the, the online play version of this, 
would help you by telling you where your possible moves are. If it did that, it would take a lot away from the game, mm-hmm. I think, because a lot of this is just about you noticing what your options are. Yeah, um, I think there is, yes. But I yeah. mean, of course, I, I feel like... up the game. Yeah, mm. it would speed up the game. And I think that, you know, it does save time because you're going to just look for your options until you've exhausted every possible No, no Mike, you're yeah. going to look yeah, until right. you've exhausted <laughs> every option. I am not going to go wait that long. Uh, right. I, I mean, it's, it's a not, pretty yeah, short not, game, too. Okay. I mean, they only said 15 minutes on the box time, and that's about right. It's mm-hmm. not, but maybe like their very first play when you're you're still kind of understand the world. But I right. think once you've played the game once, you'll be able to knock out that game in about that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if they were telling you where you could place pieces, it would be faster even. I think you could yeah. do it in less time. <laughs> now, there is a piece of information that you do have about your opponents in yeah. which you can see the colors, not the shapes, but the mm-hmm. colors of your opponent's tiles. And you yep. absolutely need to take that into consideration when, mm-hmm. when making your decision on what you're I totally do. started doing that if, after, after a while. I didn't at first because I was like, I just try, I'll just mm-hmm. try to figure out what to put my pieces down. But when you get down to the final turn, they're like, mm-hmm. hmm, I think I'm going to keep the yellow one and dish the orange because I noticed uh, mm-hmm. that now Evan doesn't have any yellow. So maybe I'll be able to put that down still. Right. Mm-hmm. So. And and it, like so that that information gives you a whole like it's not just one piece of information. It kind of tells you, you know, if you know what the bag composition is, which is an even number of shapes versus colors, and you've already seen the tiles that are played too, you know what your odds are of what you might pick out of the bag next time too. So it gives you a lot of different information by looking at the back of those tiles. And right, the information that you get are the back of your opponent's tiles. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see the front, which shows the shape, right. only the back, which shows the color. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll just make a shout out for colorblind folks. This is this game is coded, um, mm-hmm. and it, the coding is integral to the art. So I thought that was a really cute thing that they did. Mm-hmm. They actually mm-hmm. made the little code for the colors on the art, so that you can play mm-hmm. this even if you're colorblind just by looking at these little symbols that yep. they integrated into the art. And also, yeah. it's language independent. It's um, mm-hmm. symmetrical. Mm-hmm. So, you know, nothing flips around. Like, there's no, like, you know, worry about, like, dyslexic, like, mm-hmm. st- seeing the tiles, any of that. And the colors are also coded with, like, a line shape, too, so that you can tell what color it is just by the shape of the line. So it's, it's got a lot of inclusiveness, like, really put into the works of this game. And I can appreciate mm-hmm. that. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Town 66. What say you, Ed? <laughs> Town 66 is cute and a fun puzzle game in a small package. It's simple, but there's still enough strategy here to work that brain, so mm. I'm going to dig it up. Mike? Like other games by Oink, this focuses on simplicity and portability, which are always pluses in my book. Um, it played fast and had some decent strategic decisions to make, despite the luck of the draw that was involved in there. Um, but, you know, I'd have to dig it up for all of its good qualities. Mm-hmm. And Evan. I'm with my colleagues, Town 66. It's a clever little game. Quick, super easy. Anyone can learn this. It may not have had the same depth, I felt, as their other game that we reviewed, mm. Deep Sea Adventure, pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still a nice amount of game in a very small package. Dig mm-hmm. it up. Okay, explorers, we want to know what games you play that are harder than they look. Oh, wait, 
I'm going to tell you whether I dug it up or not. Oh, yeah. First. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 play this game. I mean, yeah. you don't have to, but I thought it was, like, it. I thought it. It was obvious. It's easy to teach, easy to play, hard to master. It is a fun, colorful, family-oriented game. Mm-hmm. So I am definitely digging it up. I can definitely play this one with my kids. And I do want to know what games you play that you think are harder than they look. Let us know. We are at which game first. Bumper. Bumper. Oh, no. No sound <laughs> for you. Bumper's not working. Beep, 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 beep. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why it's not working, but I'm hitting the button. It's just oh, not no. working. Oh, well. That's all right. We'll Let's move try on. Again. Thank you, Mike. I right. appreciate it. There, there we go. <laughs> hey, everybody. What's going on with which game first this week? This week? Yeah. Let's. Why don't we start since the week begins on a Monday? We can oh, talk yeah. about our Monday night. Yes, we can. <laughs> Monday mm-hmm. night live, which game first games that we play online. We show it on Twitch. We show it on Facebook. We show it on YouTube. And we invite you to come along and watch us fumble our way through this initial play of a brand new game. Mm-hmm. But we also want your tips. We want to know what you thought of, you think of the game, what you thought of the game, if you played it before. We play trivia games with you, totally interactive with you, the audience, on Monday nights at 8 o'clock East Coast time in the United States. We so look forward to seeing you there with us. Mm-hmm. And Ed, Ed. we just got back from PAX Unplugged. Yeah. We have so much content on our Instagram. Go check it out now. It's all the fun stuff we did at PAX Unplugged. Um, little little snippets of all kinds of fun stuff we saw. Mm-hmm. What a great time we had. We had a great time with fans. We had a great time with our learning plays. And just getting back out there and seeing everybody was so wonderful. Mm-hmm. So please join us uh, to talk uh, more about that. Comment and like on our Instagram. It's yep. a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, also at PAX, we met a lot of people. We we're in the media room this year. So we were kind of overlooking the whole floor and meeting up with other people in the industry that are doing what we do um, and similar stuff to what we do. So they're reaching out and we're reaching out to them to start getting people on the show, be on their shows, you know, interview them, talk about what their perspective on our whole big safari of gaming is all about. So look forward to some new faces uh, joining us and us joining some other people to do some really cool stuff. Gonna be Mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. I want to give one quick shout out to our patrons Mm -hmm. this uh, week. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. If you want to become a patron of this show, you can just go to our website, click on become a patron today for just $3 a month. It's very simple, very easy, and you will get exclusive access to our patron only podcast called Points. (sighs) Thanks again, everybody. Thanks for listening. Our next game up this week is Rise, designed by Remo Conzadori and Marco Pranzo, published by Capstone Games 2022, number of players 2 to 4, ages 14 and up, playtime 60 to 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in this box. On the cover of the box... Old factories spew smoke that releases the ghost of enraged citizens Uh. while the gears of industry grind forward over a muted landscape. Inside you'll find 11 double-sided tracks, 4 factory markers, 4 VP markers, 40 track marker cubes, 
400 point markers, just in case mm. you go all the way around. <laughs> all uh, for me. Yeah. Four strong box tiles so you can hold your ill-gained, uh, ill-gotten goods of coins, which there are 40, uh, 54 of. Uh, there's 10 culture tiles, two frame parts. They click together like a little puzzle. Eight penalty tiles. Ugh. Three politics <laughs> tiles, 16 school tiles, 66 action cards, and 44 event cards. Oof. And that is what is in the box. All right, all right. Okay, Oof. well, before we tell you if this game rises to the occasion, Evan, sort through the rules red tape. Well, here's the condensed version of those rules, because there's a lot of them. <laughs> we'll get to them in the bulk of our review. But yeah. in Rise, you assume responsibility for the economic and social development of a city. That's the theme. On various tracks, you can influence how best to provide for your citizens' well-being, whether through culture or science or political relations. But all of this can be achieved only in accordance with respect for conservation of the environment <laughs> and the satisfaction of the population. Respect no it. problem. <laughs> the, they care about that kind piece of, thing. of cake. No. That always goes smoothly. The game revolves around 10 tracks on which you move your markers to gain further effects and gather influence. The unique and innovative card mechanism, which includes events and tough decisions, oh yeah, will change your decision making from round to round. No doubt about it. And once 12 rounds have been played, players count their points to see who was able to accumulate the most influence in the city. That is Rise in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Good job, Evan. That's Good a job. Tight I'm nutshell. impressed. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, there's a lot going on in this game. <laughs> yeah. There is so much going on in this game. The first thing that comes to mind, and it, and it may be jumping the gun a little bit, mm-hmm. this game is not for noobs. Mm-hmm. Not for noobs. This, this game will take time. So make sure whoever you're playing with is up for for the learning curve. Let's talk about the look of this game and Mm. the feel. We had a beautiful box. We taught this. This was the Mm. other game we taught at the Learn and Play at PAX. So you can see it's kind of a night day apple orange situation that we had at PAX. We taught the very easy game and then this complicated game, which I had a delight teaching. It was actually delightful to teach Mm. because there was a lot of rewards in teaching folks as they learn to play this um just just in getting them to understand the game was very rewarding mm-hmm. okay look and feel what did you guys think <laughs> the the bits were quality i'll give him that like you know the every every one of the pieces was nice including the cards the painting art on the outside of the box was really mm-hmm. cool so I, I thought they gave us a good quality game there and i like how it, the art had that that feel of different ages going on where mm-hmm. it's like um like the 1800s, and then things were slowly starting to get more modernized through mm-hmm. the passage of time and development. Yeah. Uh, great artwork. It captured the era very nicely. And there was also subtle things within the artwork. For example, the as the industrial track, as you create more pollutants, as you go down that <laughs> yeah. track, you can see the factory spewing more crap yeah. into the sky and <laughs> That's stuff true. like that. So those little subtle touches really, really added to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh, yeah, I thought the art was very muted um, and very background-ish, but also just what you needed because this mm-hmm. this game is so heavy on the symbology, so so heavy. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, that if the art the art would have gotten in the way if it was any more obvious. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. thought that the tone, the overall tone, the beige that they chose, 
um, was not dull. It was a nice sapia, like a parchment color. Um, and beige is a risky color to go with as your background. I think they did a great job with it. Um, it was attractive, almost a gold. And the um, the boards, the displays that sat above the art on the boards were very easy to see. So I think they did a great job blending all that. Yeah, I agree with that. Like the little components, of course. The factory was a nice touch. I like <laughs> moving around a factory instead of a meeple. That was interesting. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. To represent that, you you know, it was just the march of industry and stuff. Yeah, so that was that's fun. how you're like, oh, I'm developing by doing this. This is what mm -hmm. I'm, you know, my, uh, the new action that I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to get into the depth of the game a little bit, but mm -hmm. at the end, I want to uh, remember to ask uh, a little bit more about the learning play. There were some interesting things that happened that I think would be fun to talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Evan, the heavy iconography. Uh, heavy iconography, yeah, which can definitely take some getting used to. Um, mm -hmm. It also, oh boy, you just kind of wonder sort of where to start or what you think <laughs> might be the best approach. Mm. And it, because we have so many decisions, plus on top of it, trying to sort of learn the iconography along the way, mm -hmm. that can be a little intimidating at first. And especially if you realize, oh my gosh, my first move, it really didn't go as I thought it was going to go. You find <laughs> yourself behind the eight ball and behind <laughs> everybody else and playing catch yeah. up the whole game. Yeah, I think it kind of reminds me of that Race for the Galaxy feel. The first time you've seen all the symbols, like, okay, mm -hmm. what do they all mean? Mm -hmm. But it it has, a, once you know it, it has the sense of, like, instead of having to have all those words around each action, you can see, well, that just does, does this. Mm -hmm. And in a way, I, I kind of thought it was relatively simple. Every symbol basically meant either go up or down one track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was going to say too. Like in the like when in the beginning it's intimidating. You know, you're mm -hmm. staring at this board and there's just symbols everywhere. But all a symbol means for the most part, there's a couple that are different that deviate, but mostly what a symbol means is move your thing up the track and do what it says at the next space that you go to. That's the mm -hmm. heart of like the the actions that you're going to be taking. So you can you can yes. kind of ramp up what you're learning there. Yeah, and things unlock as you go up that track. So mm -hmm. I might move a piece on one track. It'll say, now go to this track and move that piece, and then you'll mm -hmm. move that piece. And then, oh, wait, now you can move this piece on that yeah. track. So there has, at a certain point, <laughs> there's this cascade yeah. sort of effect. I was going to say, like, thought, it, uh, no, yeah, me, yeah. I thought it was cool. They, they start with a simple mechanic, just go up a track. But the interaction of how all the tracks work... It's where the complexity goes in. This track triggers, that yeah. track triggers, yeah. this track triggers, that <laughs> track. You're going to move here, then you're going to yeah. move there, and then you got to move here. Oh, no, that's not a move. That's a flip a book. <laughs> For the yeah. most part, it is moving up the track, but it is surprising. Yeah. Ed, oh, my God, it's mind-blowing, Ed, I, I was how many say, triggers it, there are. It reminds me of that Bible verse or that, you know, part of the Bible in which there's like, Joseph begat James, <laughs> James begat. You know, it's like, eventually you're like this long chain of events that you're like, wow, how could I ever, like, it's a lot of analysis to decide where you're going to end up at at the end of this chain of events that you're creating. <laughs> to see it coming. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But on the flip side, once you figure it out and you made that happen on purpose, 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, then you have killer yeah. turns. Honestly, as, as as long as you didn't upset too many people or destroy <laughs> the environment <laughs> yeah. somewhere along the way. Sometimes a couple of trees have to come down. Listen, from the name of let, me tell you, let me tell you, I wanted oh my industry to go up, and that obviously destroys the environment. So quickly, I, I quickly. flew up the industry track, and I got to the point where. I was destroying the environment so badly that they cut me off from any educational pursuits and I couldn't use my little book tokens to get bonus actions. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You wind up locking it's, yourself out of certain parts of the yeah. game if you go too far. On it's that. absolutely mm-hmm. crippling. If there's one strategy, I if there's one thing, one tip that you take away, please do not, do not damage the environment to the point where your red trees block you from using books. That is, that's oh, the kiss of death. Brutal. It is so hard to it's get out of. Yeah. That's the thing, Mike. Uh-huh. That's I what think happened, of, yeah. Of any other thing in this game, it is harder to get a environmental dig out than anything else yes that, anything that, else you can come back from the mm. people can hate you all they want <laughs> and you can, I mean, you can come around at the last minute and make them love you by the end yes but you exactly. get below that tree line man There's and it is do, hard man. to come back out and of that. it doesn't take long before that before the industrial no effect no. on the it's environment like moves, takes place yeah. really yeah. you start accumulating those negative environment points quickly so you got to yeah. be super careful Mm-hmm. My God, you were hamstrung the most of the game. Yeah. I still did okay, but that I could, you could see the effect that it had by the yeah. end of the game. That snowball of not getting those extra actions. It was yeah, yeah. you did. Oof. I mean, I make you did still pretty well in the game, mm-hmm. which made me wonder if you had that action, how well yeah. you would have yeah, done. Yeah, I would have crushed oh, yeah. if I had those actions. <laughs> Trust me, it would have been a different story. <laughs> Agreed. I think I won this yeah, I game. Won. Mm-hmm. Um, but I stayed away from those red trees, man. I stayed mm-hmm. away from bad environmental stuff. I really never touched the board that even had like environmental. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can. You can get touches of environmental and any other effect on most of the boards, right? Yeah. yeah. So so the boards are very interchangeable and your options vary widely mm-hmm. all across the board. So you, you've got options in different places. Yeah. But I'll say walking around the learn and play, and there were probably eight or nine tables that were playing this game at once, right? Mm-hmm. So walking around the, the room anybody who got that environmental stuck right who got mm. stuck with that book oh, they were yeah. pulling their hair out yeah. <laughs> like how do i get out of this yep because the track that digs you out of it puts you deeper into it before it starts digging you out of it the science yeah. track if you're going up the science track one of the things you do in the science track is one of the steps is automatically damage the environment and anger people so angering but people eventually can... you heal the environment eventually yes. yeah eventually you heal it but you got to get past that and if if you mm-hmm. hit it while you're already damaged too much, you go to this endless loop of losing like five victory points mm-hmm. over and over again. You just well, there's another spot yeah. you can get the, the the green tree, and that was in the bureau. Yeah, but the there's bureau. other good things to shoot from there. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, but I want the extra, you no, know, mm-hmm. five victory points. I don't want to just take a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's tough. It was tough. Real yep. Tough. So okay. So. What do you think of the decision, Evan, to when you choose to go? Meaning turn order. Turn order plays a big role, right? Uh, yeah, it really does. Because um, you, you have to choose, and effectively it will cost you, where you, want your, where, where you want to go in turn order. And the later you go, the more positive things that can possibly happen, mm-hmm. events unfold until the turn gets to you. So there's an advantage in that. Mm-hmm. But it costs money to do it. Mm-hmm. 
And also, you know, you could miss out on some stuff or some people can kind of jump you in, certain, in other certain areas if you allow mm -hmm. them to go first. It's yeah. a big decision as mm, far as where you is. choose to go in turn order. Yeah. Yeah, you get the most bang for your buck by going last because in between each card that you could choose is like a bonus card that you'll get. Uh, they're right. not all further good, up line you can get. No. They're not all good. Mostly good, but some of them like will automatically, it'll give you some money and damage the environment or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, the further yeah, you up get you money go, and the people are unhappy because you got a lot of money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. well. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know. A little class warfare going on, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. So what did you guys think of all the variety in the game? Was it sensory overload? Was it a nice management, a good balance? There were, well, how many boards could you go on? Seven ten. boards? There's ten, ten tracks. boards. Ten, ten tracks. different tracks. And um, yeah. there's a lot of variety in the way the game sets up because there's a big deck of events that can come out in different orders. You might see, not see them all and. There are different eras of actions, and you're not going to even see all of them. So every game, it can be different because you're going to see different things, mm -hmm. and they're going to come out in different orders. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that helped with the replayability of the game. And uh, also, I believe the tracks are flippable. You can play, what, a more advanced yeah, version yeah. of the game on the other side? We played the basic one. So there's a whole new world. There's a B-side for yeah. all those tracks, and I think they set up like this. 10,000, oh no, sorry, a thousand different variations of the game setup based on right. A or B of the 10 different boards. That's just a setup. And then That's, when you yes, start going yeah. through the decks and stuff right. coming out different orders, it just becomes almost infinite, you know? So right. high yeah. high replayability in mm -hmm. that regard. Yeah. I um, Yeah, I do. I'd love to say, though, that um, I was really surprised at how well we were able to teach it after playing it once ourselves in person. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I know these rules now, even though it looks really complicated. And, yeah. You know, so that, yeah, and it was steep, good to see people get it, too. That's right, Mike. Steep learning curve. But it does bear um, knowing that once you learn it, it sticks with you because it mm -hmm, does mm -hmm. it does flow logically. It does. Mm -hmm, once you mm -hmm. understand it. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think it's a good mindset to go into your first playthrough of the game. It's your very first game. You're going to. You're going to fumble along. You're just going to learn the the flow of the game. Mm -hmm. And then I think the next time you're going to start seeing how some of the interactions are. And then you're going to start looking for the little secret stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ed was an absolute delight teaching this game. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody... You should really do a... Um, a how-to video on this one, a how to play, mm -hmm. uh, because Ed really kept everybody interested and light and lively through the whole thick um, reading, you know, the whole thick telling mm -hmm. of these rules. He didn't read them, certainly. But I'll tell you, when we first got around to those tables, there were some people that were deer in headlights. Mm. Like, sure, what <laughs> is happening? <laughs> yeah. But oh. honestly, once you get through turn one, once you survive yeah. turn one, you're in yeah. pretty good shape. <laughs> Yeah, you could see the lights come on once they did the interactions with the symbols. And they're like, oh, so that just makes that happen. Uh, right. And then that makes that yeah. happen. And that's All when right. I went, oh, that's how it works. Can Click. I redo my turn? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I would have definitely done something different on the next playthrough for sure. I can just see Remo and Marco being with the playtesters, being mm. like, no, 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 trust us, trust us. <laughs> right. Good thing there's no pitch sessions for the games for the most part, unless you're going with a bigger publisher, because, wow, pitching this game to a bigger publisher would have been yeah. pretty, like, tough. It better be the guys who published Mocker. 
If you yeah. want to yeah, understand yeah, that's it. right. Keep it in context. <laughs> ah, piece of cake. <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury rise. Mikey, what do you think? Well, it looks overwhelming, complex, and heavy on the bits. But once you learn the basic operations of the game, it becomes a matter of task planning and seeing what your first move is going to reap. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that challenge. It's a good brain burner, so I'll definitely dig it up. Evan? Yeah, this uh, Rise, it's, I thought it was a good resource management game. Plays with a lot of realism, you know, the impact on the environment and how people react to your decisions. Tons and tons of replayability. It will make you want to revisit it and try all the different stages. Dig it up from the past. <laughs> Ed? I uh, like the others. I love the the very different path you can take in a game. Everybody seems to be doing their own thing almost. And it, there's like, wow, they're doing something totally different. I like that. It can be a little bit AP prone where you're like, okay, how am I going to optimize this? And that can be, you know, like, just, just do a turn for the first few times. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to dig this up to rise this shitty to the next age. <laughs> <laughs> well, despite the hair pulling amount of thick iconography, <laughs> I didn't mind this game, which is saying something for me. <laughs> and you okay. yeah. <laughs> I was getting pretty into it. And I think for the serious Euro gamer, this is on point. Dig it up. Okay. If you have... Any uh, really thick games that scare your friends? We'd like to hear about them. <laughs> Want to know if we? I wonder if we played them. Let us know. We are at which game first on all social media. Our last game up this week is Rolled West, designed by Daniel Newman, published by Tasty Minstrel Games in 2019. Number of players 2 to 4, ages 14 and up, playtime 20 to 30 minutes. Mikey, what's Mm -hmm. in this box? The cover of the box entices you with the prospect of finding a fat sack of gold nuggets that are cleverly disguised as 12-sided dice spilling across the table. (laughs) Inside, we find four dice that are all 12-sided, four dry erase pads, a scoreboard, and four markers. Nice and simple. That's what's in the box. (laughs) Well, before we tell you how the West was won, Mm -hmm. Evan, round up those rules. Yeehaw, Rolled West, a roll and write game where the goal is, of course, the most points. What else? (laughs) Each player on their turn, they're going to roll four 12-sided dice like the good barbarians they are. (laughs) The faces of the dice have symbols for resources such as copper, silver, gold, and wood. Now, three of the four dice rolled are going to be resources, and the fourth dice is not a resource, but rather it becomes the type of terrain that the player can develop Uh with camps and settlements. Resources can be used to fulfill contracts, very lucrative, but expensive. Resources can also can also act as supplies for wagon trains, which is another way to score points. Boomtown! That's where you combine <laughs> two of those resources to unleash even more bonuses and VPs and all Bonus. sorts of wonderful stuff. Bonus points. Six rounds of play, highest score wins, and partner, that's how things used to be done in the Rolled Yeehaw. West. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Giddy up. So, Evan, you played this on BGA. We yes. we have mixed feelings about rolling rights on, online, don't we? Oh, gosh, yeah. You know, I mean, just... The, 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 look, we've said it before, and I'll say it again. 
the, the, the biggest downside to playing the games online while convenient and everything is the fact that you don't get to physically roll the dice. Mm-hmm. To me, that's that's the biggest detra- detraction. And especially when you're rolling D12s, which are yes. rare. You don't have <laughs> games based entirely on D12s. And this is True. one of those cases. So I'm going to be picking up a hard copy of this game so that I can actually roll those D12s. Mm, spoiler. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, what did we think of how it looked online? Is this, it seems like kind of a busy sheet for the Roll and Write, right? Yeah. yeah. So Roll and Writes are all about the picture on the piece of paper that you manipulate with your pen, right? You write around it. Mm-hmm. So that they play a big role in Roll and Write games, the pad, the, the score pad. What'd you guys think? Well, this one is a wet erase one, so you mark it and then erase it off. And it had different areas in there for, because you can do different things with your dice or go up different tracks. Mm-hmm. So it it takes a little bit to learn what you can do. Like at first I'm looking at this like, okay, what am I looking at? <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of appreciated that the, the lesser resource of like copper was a five-sided figure and then it was a six-sided figure for silver and an eight-sided figure for gold so yeah even if you couldn't really it look it just looks more valuable on the sheet (laughs) yeah Yeah. right oh yeah an octagon does look a little more valuable than a pentagon yeah although you know it triggered my greed seeing all i want the more sided (laughs) shaves you know (laughs) although i do have a thing for hexes so i kind of leaned into silver a little bit shape is a yeah. good differential for uh, for being able to distinguish between the different symbols mm-hmm. other than just color right it's like oh yeah the square okay yeah that's definitely different than the you know octagon mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. exactly and i think it did better than having the g c and uh, uh copper gold and s inside of the mm-hmm. uh inside of the symbol too now you guys are you're trying to beat people to the goals, is that right, Ed? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the there's a, definitely a race element here, and mm-hmm. I think that kind of showing a little bit of that gold rush mm-hmm. feeling, where it's like, Get okay, only one person can score this, and uh, once you score that, everybody else can't. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. got the claim. That's right. right. The claims. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be jumping mine. There's a couple <laughs> of spots where you can get a secondary claim on something. So if both people are going for silver, the mm. first person to get to the marker gets like seven points. The next person to get to the marker gets four. And then everybody mm-hmm. else after gets nothing. Yeah. But yep. So you mm-hmm. kind of can say, all right, they're already further up on the line on this particular resource than I am. So I'm just going to go another way. So you end up kind of not racing as much, but it's also a very tight amount of places where you can get points. So you so end up that, having to. Does that mean, do we all, do you guys all share one pad or do you have to? Mm-mm. So you have to no, pay no. attention to what other people are crossing off. That's Correct. right. If somebody okay. says, I got the claim on the. Then uh, you have to cross it off on yours. Gold, yeah. everyone else got marks it, it okay. as not yeah, attainable yeah. On, on theirs. Right. Okay. But it, it means that you still do have to like look over at theirs before they fully score something because you can see that they're going for something. If you don't pay attention Mm -hmm. to that, you're going to run into a problem where, oh, I'm just going to start going up silver and all of a sudden everything's getting crossed off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And as Mm -hmm. the players are allowed to bank some of those resources too. Mm -hmm. If you don't use them, you're allowed to bank one on on any given turn. So if Mm -hmm. there's a piece of gold I didn't use, I get to put it in my bank and I'll be able to pull it out and use it at a time, hopefully, Mm -hmm. when 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 my next roll comes around. And an interesting twist there is you also can bank um, one roll that your opponent has rolled. So you're paying attention to your opponent's roll, too, because mm-hmm. I can bank any one die 
that like either Mikey or Heaven rolled. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Mikey rolled a gold. Yay. Yeah. So we all play on all turns. We're all, <laughs> yeah. there's yeah. something that's to nice. do for everyone yeah, every really with every role. And that's something we, we stress that many mm-hmm. times before that we like that aspect mm-hmm. of game. Yeah. We're, we're not just waiting around for our turn to come to us and doing right. nothing. The turns mm-hmm. don't take that long anyway, but it is nice to have that bit of interaction, especially when you got three or four players. So mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. That is fun. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let so it has the whiteboard, right? But everybody gets their own in the in the box set. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, I'm yep. I'm getting the idea. All right, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and we think you'd like this one for sure, Celeste. Yeah. What did you What did you guys think of the letters on the D12s? Was it Was it tricky to pay attention to, or was it really easy to pick up? W S C. It's just representative it's of the different re- metals, right? Yeah, it was. It it didn't wasn't super exciting. Because they yeah, look they like don't little look stickers on there, yeah. yeah. Like, but but it it did the trick, it, it you know. And I think I, I wasn't sure were all the dice. Ed, do you know were all the dice exactly the same, or did they have uh, like different configurations on some of the dice? I believe all the dice are identical. Mm-hmm. Where um, the different faces are on there, different dark dice was um, the same so, on each die, the same. So there was because there's four different kinds of resources. So three uh-huh. of each per die. Is that how it? I think out. no. I think no, gold is I more think rare. More than, copper yeah. and less gold. More yeah. copper, less gold. Sure, that makes yeah. sense because the copper because con- the gold contracts yield the most points, but it would be mm-hmm. harder to achieve. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. on a twelve sided die, if you have, I think one or two gold, and then like you mm-hmm. know, three or four copper, like you know, you're 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 even though the math is with you to go for like the the lesser ones. My greed is always going to be, like, <laughs> I'm going to bank a gold. So I, like, I'm going to roll golds and then bank gold, hoping somebody else rolls gold. And I just want to make the big gold yeah. contracts. Yeah. So but. the game time's 20 to 30 minutes. Does that sound right? Sure. Yeah. Spot on. I would say so yeah. probably once you know the game. I mean, there's a little, little bit of a learning curve here, just understanding how all the different tracks work mm-hmm. and how to spend and maybe, you know, where the value propositions are. Mm-hmm. But uh, once you've done that, I think you can get that playtime in. Now, was this one of our Monday night games? It was. So mm-hmm. people can see us play this on YouTube. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Okay. Sure. All right, great. Well, uh, I'm curious to see what the trivia was about. What was the trivia about? Evan does <laughs> trivia or oh, yeah. I do trivia on our uh-huh. Monday night games. So the trivia was the, re- was the resources. It was copper, silver, gold, and wood. Nice. Yep. All right. Easy I want to learn enough. all about the nice. metals. It almost yeah. made it made my job easier. <laughs> yeah, it did. But also it was the less trivia questions because the game was a little shorter. Uh, that is true. The shorter yeah. the game, the, we, <laughs> the we less tend to not we get, get through all the questions. Uh, but that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury rolled west. Ed? A rolling right gold rush. A race to claim the best spot as you side-eyed your partners. <laughs> I'm not sure how deep these veins go, but it's okay to dig up for now. <laughs> Mike? Well, the amount of crushing dice rolling bad luck for me was frustrating. Um, I didn't, it didn't really hold my interest cause I didn't feel like I was going down the, you know, I, I was trying to build up my wood so I can have a good engine to get more stuff and just didn't get the rolls I needed to try to have any kind of plan. And for me, that kind of made it a little bland. So I'll say bury it. <laughs> Evan. Well, <clears throat> partner, roll oh West. Uh, it's a relatively simple, uh, roll and write neat little Western theme and, uh, yay D12s. I mean. 
Well, it's very hard for me to bury any dice game that has D12. So that's it for me. Dig it up. Fair. <laughs> well, when you get the um, hard copy, let me know. I'll come over and play it. Absolutely. I definitely love rolling D12s. Mm-hmm. Okay. If if you have thoughts about Western games, partner Mosey on over to our social media and give us a shout. We are at which game first. And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing from you guys. We love to hear from our fans. And I just want to say, if you become a patron, please seek us out on Discord. We are always there. Got private rooms just for you guys. But anybody's welcome to join us on Discord. Have any questions, you can easily reach us direct there. And if you have time, please leave us a like, a rating, or a review anywhere you download this podcast to listen to it it would be a tremendous christmas present for which game first (laughs) thanks everybody happy gaming and that's the story of the rolled west man (laughs) development is great where they tell to love all the houses as long as they don't look like my house (laughs) (laughs) get your kicks in town 66 (laughs) 